you're looking for homeschool sanity, welcome. I'm Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschool mom and curriculum author. But I was once so disorganized, I thought I had to quit homeschooling and stop having kids. Now, by the grace of God, I have six homeschool graduates. Whether we're discussing parenting, productivity, or practical tips, I pray that this episode is just what you need for happy, healthy homeschooling. Hey, homeschoolers. Even in an age of enlightenment, there is still stigma and misunderstanding about mental health. As homeschoolers, we don't want to neglect to teach it to our children, especially to our teens. But before I introduce my guest, I want to thank our sponsor, Reading Eggs. How would you like to jumpstart your child's reading this year with an award-winning online program? Reading Eggs features a personalized system of interactive lessons based on scientific research, including colorful animations and exciting rewards to motivate your child to learn. You can instantly track your child's progress and reinforce their newfound skills with hundreds of printables and bonuses. With your subscription, you have access to not one, but multiple reading programs. Visit readingaches.com forward slash media angels to learn more about the free 30-day trial that provides access for up to four children to all five learning programs. That's readingaches.com forward slash media angels. Tiffany Jones is a Greenville, South Carolina native. Raised in a Christian culture that shamed mental illness, she fought to understand what God's word had to say about her struggles. Tiffany battled depression for many years and looking to her community for help brought more shame. Her upbringing led her to believe that she wasn't good enough to fight off attacks from the evil one. And that is why she was never free from her burden. When years of practicing their solutions was not working, she began looking for other possible answers. That led to a pivotal moment in her healing journey, naming her true enemy. God's love and tender mercy overcome all our wickedness. The death of Jesus paid our debt. While we are still fully capable of making mistakes, Jesus offers forgiveness, comfort, and peace. Tiffany hopes to encourage others by sharing these truths. I pray that encouragement is just what you find in our conversation. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining me here on the Homeschool Sanity Show. I'm going to ask you to start the way I ask all of my guests, and that is to tell us more about you and your family. And then for you, I would love to have you add your experience being homeschooled personally. Sure. Um, So I have three children. Um, When I married my husband, he came with a bonus. Um, She was three years old when I married him, um, and I was able to adopt her a few years ago. Um, She's 16 now, my oldest, Um, and then I have a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old. I have homeschooled one of them, 
and uh, homeschooled her. Um, honestly, I never thought I would homeschool. Okay. I was homeschooled for, let's see, uh, about four years when I was a child, um, and I had a very difficult experience with it. My mother had a lot of mental health issues, and it was difficult for me uh, because we, when we were homeschooled, we didn't do much. We mm-hmm. stayed at the house a lot because um, our mom had trouble getting out. Um, so those were hard years for me. Um, and I kind of associated homeschooling with that, like just being stuck at home all day and like maybe going out in the backyard, but not really going out to do a whole lot. Um, so I had always thought, oh, I'll never homeschool my children. <laughs> mm-hmm. When my oldest was about to go into um, second grade, the school she was at said they didn't think she was um, behaviorally ready to move on. And academically, she was doing great. She was doing very well. She was she was um, an early starter, uh, so she was a year earlier than everyone else. And they thought it'd be best to hold her back. Well, I was very concerned if she's having behavioral problems and she's getting straight A's and everything. Well, she'll mm-hmm. probably worse behaved. So we looked at a couple other options. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna homeschool her. Um, and so I quit my job, went home to homeschool her. We had a great couple of years. I really enjoyed the flexibility and I was not at all like my mother. <laughs> I was, let's go do all the things. We did all kinds of field trips all the time. I was, um, in a good co-op and we really enjoyed our homeschool journey. Um, we did pause it. <laughs> um, I had two other children and for a time I had a toddler a newborn and my oldest had ADHD. So she, it was a little difficult to mm-hmm. keep her in while tending to the littler ones. Um, so I sent her back to school for a couple of years. Um, and then when they were a little more settled, brought her back and homeschooled her until high school. Um, and I, I strongly believe that every parent should choose their child's journey for schooling and maybe even different for each kid. Um, what's for one of my kids does not work for other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really believe parents should take, you know, each kid, um, take a look at what works best for them. Mm-hmm. And that translates into homeschooling looks different. You know, like they might have one kid that does videos and one kid that they just read most of their material. Um So I am a big advocate for whatever that choice may be, whether they go to public school or private school, homeschooling. One of my kids has done all of them. (laughs) And it's just whatever she needed at that time. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree with you. I've had other guests say the same, that that was their experience in and out of homeschooling. I had a child who um, went to a public high school for his last two years of education. So, and it, it worked, it worked for that particular child of ours. So you referenced a challenging childhood. Mm -hmm. um, And I imagine that your mother's challenges led you to have an interest in mental health, but was there something else that really spurred your interest in that subject? Sure. Um, my mother 
had she was diagnosed with bipolar mm-hmm. and she didn't was not received well in some church cultures that we were a part of um a lot of the people that we were surrounded by looked down upon people with mental illness as um it's just a sin problem or even so far as a lot of people I knew growing up thought bipolar was like being possessed. Um, and so my mom kept a lot of things quiet. She didn't want to share with people. Um, and then as I got grew older, I really struggled with my own mental illness and was afraid to tell anyone about it. I was very ashamed that I had these feelings. Um, and Honestly, I didn't really know, understand where they came from because I would see other people that had very abusive families or very traumatic things happen to them and think, well, nothing I've experienced was that bad. Um, and so it was, I really wrestled with why do I feel this way? Nothing huge has happened to me. Um, and so part of my journey was kind of exploring that, like, why, why do I have these feelings? Um, and what, where should I go for help with this? Because I felt a little shunned and ashamed going to this Christian culture that I was in and I knew nothing else. Um, so I met someone that I, well, I didn't really work with her. (laughs) She was a customer of mine. Um, but I met her through work and she shared with me about a therapist that she went to and I asked her some information about that. I started to see a therapist and um, that really started my health journey. But I think there was just so many layers to it that I was really unaware of. And um, I did therapy for about a year and then I kind of had this moment where I thought I was doing great and <laughs> um, later found out not so much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then you found yourself in another, um, I guess, church-based situation that you felt was part of your healing journey. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. Um, So a few years after my husband and I were married, um, we had two little, little ones and um, my father passed away. I was struggling with um, feeling this need to be there for my own family and also trying to support my mother, which brought up a lot of struggles from my childhood, trying to um, support her when I was little and I really didn't have the means to do so. Um, so I got to kind of a breaking point. I shared with my husband that I was really overwhelmed and he encouraged me to one, I sought professional help again and also encouraged me to get more involved in our church community. Um, they did a Bible study called The Armor of God by Priscilla Schreier that was really, really impacted me, um, primarily to understand who my real enemy is. I think for so long I was fighting myself, but I wasn't good enough and I was constantly tearing myself down, trying to make myself better when. I was really battling lies from the enemy and being able to identify that, being able to speak truth over those lies really just 
was very pivotal in my healing journey. Mm. Well, that, that is a great testimony. And I think many people listening are going to identify with what you just said, especially, you know, that idea that we're the enemy mm. instead of having a, a spiritual enemy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, as you know very well, it's one of the best lies that he uses in yes. our lives um, and how he can keep us um, just in bondage. So yeah. that that is wonderful that you were able to find that. And I'm impressed that you felt comfortable enough going to the church um, when you had had not great experiences around mental health in the past. So I, I give you a lot of credit uh, for doing that. And it sounds like your husband was really encouraging you in that mm-hmm. regard. So that's wonderful. Yes. Well, I am interested how you went from there. So you, you were really um, experiencing some healing, learning the truth about um, your your own life and what you had been going through. But then you started working with teens. Can you tell us how that came about? Yeah. So let's see, about maybe two years after that Bible study, um, my daughter was getting ready to go into student ministry. And they had a lot of changes going on, different people moving. And I was asked if I could help with her small group. And at the time I was homeschooling her again, I wasn't thrilled about the idea because I felt like it's nice for a homeschool kid to have another mentor in their life. I was like, I'm with this kid 24 <laughs> seven. But uh, you know what, this might be a good chance to kind of get to know some of her other friends better. And maybe I can kind of encourage some of the other moms to get more involved. So I went for it. And I started interacting with the kids that were older too and just getting to know everyone. And I told the youth pastor at the time, I was like, hey, I did this Bible study a couple years ago and it just changed my life. We should do it for the kids. I think there's a teen version. And he looked at me and he said, okay, when are you teaching it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) Um, And honestly, I felt so unqualified and Mm. I had so many excuses for him. And he looked at me and he said, Tiffany, you have grown up in church. You've gone to services. You've gone to chapel services. You went to Christian school. Like, how much more qualified do you need to be? Are you planning to go to seminary to teach Sunday school? (laughs) Um, And it really struck me that, you know, I've actually taught people that we are called to mentor people younger than us. Whether you are 12 and you're mentoring your six-year-old kid in your neighborhood or you're 50 and you're mentoring younger people in your church like that's what we're called to do is to mentor younger people mm-hmm. and I was like oh I'm not qualified to do that <laughs> right so that really kind of jump-started me into teaching a lot more I started teaching more of the high school classes too and just getting more involved and um, I was very open with them about my mental health journey I hoped to kind of inspire them that there is hope for something better, mm-hmm. um, that 
you know, what they're feeling might be feelings and feelings don't necessarily mean that we're bad people or that we have to make certain decisions. They're telling something and, you know, that sometimes that's something that we need to work through and not just ignore like I tried to for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And dance being able to teach them. I bet. And, you know, I think you can normalize um, those feelings and experiences for mm-hmm. young people then. And and I even today, there is still a stigma and there is still tremendous fear around talking about those kinds of emotions and thoughts that are really so common. It's it's common. Yeah. It's so common. Um and you know, we have examples right from scripture of <laughs> people who battled um, depression mm-hmm. and um, other forms of mental illness. Um, right. I, I hesitate to even use that term illness because, um, as I said, I think it's it's so normal. You know, mm-hmm. it's so common to mm-hmm. have these experiences. Now, what what um, is, um, uh, a variation that we have to consider, of course, is how severe it is, right? Uh, cause some people will have symptoms for a day, a week, a month, and some people are battling it chronically. So, um, but I do think it's so important to have a conversation about it. And I am really glad that you, uh, were called to to teach these young people about mental health. Well, then you went on to write a book called The Cursed Brain. Do you pronounce it cursed or cursed? Cursed. Mm-hmm. Cursed. Okay. So The mm-hmm. Cursed Brain, what inspired you to write that book? So I was teaching these high school kids And one of them asked me to share more about what the Bible has to say about mental illness. And I looked through all kinds of curriculum and tried a lot of different materials and nothing really I felt spoke truth about what these kids were experiencing that was really um, directed towards them. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll kind of piece together some things that I had studied through the years and just kind of make a compilation of stuff. Um, and a friend of mine asked me, uh, she was actually my co-teacher, asked if we could go grab coffee one day. And she shared with me that she was really struggling with her mental health. And I shared with her a lot of what I've just been learning over the past couple of years. And she looked at me and she said, you need to tell this to our young people. And I was like, okay. I kind of thought about just writing my own curriculum, but I just feel like I don't really know how to do um and she was like well just just start (laughs) so I went to the youth pastor and I said this is what's been going on um are you comfortable with me kind of writing a curriculum and teaching it and you know of course you can look over my notes and just check everything make sure that I'm not totally out in the field or whatever Mm -hmm. um so that's what I would do. I would I would write kind of a rough draft on a Sunday afternoon and email it to him. He'd look over it, and usually he actually ended up starting making me um, 
like uh little worksheets for the kids like that I would pass um to go along with the lesson and then the next Sunday I would teach it and I would get great feedback while I was teaching it um stuff that I hadn't really thought of that I could add um and just um been about six weeks doing that and after I finished I started editing it and getting it ready to publish well that is really really neat and um, I love that your um, your pastor was so encouraging and added value to what you were doing. Um, and I can absolutely relate to that idea of, you know, how do I write a curriculum? <laughs> how do I do that? And am I qualified to do that? That is exactly how I felt. And I kept looking for a book that would tell me step by step how to do it. And I never found it. <laughs> So I just had to go forward and that's what you did too. And I think that um, that's fantastic. And we'll talk in just a bit about, um, you know, what is involved in that, um, in the book that you created. But I am interested in knowing if you have ever had to navigate mental health issues with your own children. I have. Um, both my girls have had some struggles. Um, my oldest, the most, um, as I mentioned earlier, I had adopted her, um, her birth mother left her and in the first few years of me marrying her dad, there was a lot of trauma. My dad passed away after she had just gotten really close. And then my husband's mother passed away a few years after that. Um, she experienced a lot of life change really early moving to different parts of the state and changing schools often. and. Uh, then me bring her home to homeschool her um, and then adding new siblings. It was just a lot for her to handle. Uh, she was about seven. She started uh, just displaying some behaviors that were outside of my wheelhouse. I had no idea really how to help her. Um, so we did seek some therapy for her. Um, and honestly, sadly, it made things worse for a little while because the facility she went to had a large turnover and she saw like five therapists in two years. Um, and it just kind of added to these feelings of abandonment that she was struggling with. Um, so we took a step back for a little bit and just did a lot of our own research and tried to help her. Um, and then... After a few years, she went back into therapy. Um, we kind of researched a better place that was a lot more stable in as far as turnover. Um, and she made great progress. She's been there for about a year and a half, and she's done really well. Um, it was also very helpful at the time. was right around when I was adopting her. So a lot more of her feelings about her birth mom were coming back. And it was a good time for her to be able to work through that with someone else, too. And um, and then my middle one has had a lot of anxiety, um, just, you know, stuff with the pandemic and she was in second grade with the pandemic and, um, she already was just one of those, she likes routine. She was a little mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so this, uh, pandemic just threw her for a loop. <laughs> um, so getting back into school in third grade, she was very anxious and worried a lot. And uh, as her mother, I really wanted to be able to fix that for her. And so I did a lot of research and tried some different coping strategies with her. 
Um, and it's difficult sometimes to be able to say, you know what, I might not be the right person to help my child. Mm -hmm. And I was able to take her. She only needed a few sessions, but she went to a therapist and was able to kind of see things from a different perspective and um, made great progress with that. And great. Well, um, I'm very sorry for both of your daughter's experiences that that led to some mental health challenges. Um, but I am so glad that you talked about how, I mean, first of all, it's so important, as you well know, to find the right mm -hmm. therapist, the right counselor, whatever mental health professional you are working with. Um, it's It's such an intimate relationship and you can't expect to just, you know, make an appointment and have it be a perfect fit right from the get-go. I think that is, that's one thing I want to remind people. Um, in your case, it was more about, you know, like an overall staffing um, problem, but that is an issue too. And we can't just go, oh, see, it's, it doesn't work um, because it, it can work. It absolutely mm -hmm. can. Um, and the other thing that I love that you um, are drawing our attention to is that therapy does not have to be a lifelong <laughs> endeavor, right? It's not. It's <laughs> not. It's not psychoanalysis. Uh, I went to um, Vienna, uh, where Freud was huge, mm -hmm. uh, back in 1989, and even at that time, psychoanalysis was not a thing here, but there, it, they, they were seeing a woman, a woman who had started coming in for psychoanalysis for bedwetting as a child. <laughs> so uh -huh. it was crazy. It was just crazy. We, we couldn't believe it, but, um, it is, it is very possible, especially when you're dealing with anxiety, I think, or just more of an adjustment difficulty mm -hmm. that uh, your child or you could see a therapist for a few sessions. Mm -hmm. um, now, of course, it's going to depend on so many factors, but um, a fear of, you know, being enrolled in therapy for years and years is really unfounded. Um, the, I would say the only time that that is um, going to be more of um, the case is if you have someone who um, really isn't very functional, like, for example, mm -hmm. someone who has uh, schizophrenia, they have found that having a supportive counselor to meet with regularly mm -hmm. can help that person stay functional. Sure. Um, and so then, yeah, that that can make sense. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, so I'm I'm just so glad that you brought that up. And as we are doing exactly what I'm going to talk you, to you about, um, I would love your thoughts on why mental health is an important topic for us homeschooling families. Yes. Um, so as I mentioned, I really struggled through my homeschooling journey. Um, and I believe support systems have gotten so much better. Um, it's so much easier to find a co-op these days, especially with social media. It's easy to find. Um, I've noticed 
like I've said, I've had a kid that's done all the options for her schooling. Um, mm-hmm. Notice that homeschool curriculum is really lacking in mental health being part of the curriculum. Um, I know public schools tend to have some sort of mental health um, worked into the curriculum. A lot of times it's just their guidance counselor comes and does a session here or there, um, goes around to the different classes. So it's not really like built into the curriculum necessarily that you would read it in textbook or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was discouraging to me as I was homeschooling and looking at different curriculum options that it's just not really talked about in a lot of like your science or um, Mm. some of the Bible classes that I looked at. Um, It's just not included. And it's hard for parents to know where to start to talk to their kids. Yes. As you well know, (laughs) you well know because you you know your your book was born out of um, something that was missing Mm -hmm. that you needed in order to not just homeschool but to parent your kids. So I I can see that your uh, that your book can have a wide application. Can you tell us a little bit more about what is in the book? Sure. So the premise of the book, the first chapter starts out with how the curse from Genesis 3 affects everything around us and how we can expect to struggle with mental illness just for the fact that this world is not what it was intended to be. Um, People struggle to provide food for their families because that's part of what was cursed. Um, There's a lot of conflict because part of the curse includes that the devil and his offspring will be in strife with mankind from now on. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things that the curse teaches us that mental illness is part of that. Um, death is now part of the earth and what that brings destruction and um, pain and toil for all of us. Um, so then I go into um, kind of a comparison of health, physical and mental health with the idea that we do the same things to have health, whether it be our bodies or our minds, we need to feed them good things. We need to have intentional rest for our minds as well as our bodies. And we need to be exercising. We've got to use it. We got to move our bodies. We got to use our minds (laughs) for them to be healthy. Um, I talk about how our enemy includes the devil and his offspring Um, It also includes our environment is an enemy to us. Um, Our sin is also an enemy. It can be whether other people sin or our own sin. Um, And it's important for us to be able to understand where or which things are affecting us at that time. So we are more prepared. Mm -hmm. Now, someone who's a diabetic is more prepared to take care of their body when they know, oh, this food makes my blood sugar go crazy, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm important for us to be aware of what things are affecting us so that we're more prepared to mitigate that. Um, Take a look at the life of Jesus and how he found joy and brought unity to people where he found peace and how we can imitate that to kind of ground us and um, kind of stabilize some of our feelings. and, um, And then I just kind of have some verses at the end to encourage people if they're feeling defeated or 
anxious or depressed, um, just some scripture they can turn to. Wonderful. Now, is your book directed to adults? So I wrote it specifically for teens, and it's not necessarily like only things they struggle with or at a lesser level. Um, It's just more condensed, and I didn't add a lot of scientific stuff like I would have liked to. Um, My daughter, I love her, she hates science, and I thought I picked up this book and it had a lot of neuroplasticity there, she would not read it at all. And she's probably not unlike other teens in that. That's interesting. Yeah. To the point and more concise, not a lot Mm -hmm. of big, um, drawn out things. Um, So when I say it's for teens, it's more just that it's less bogged down information. I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, it it sounds fantastic. And is it something that a parent and a teen could read through together and discuss? Absolutely. I have had some feedback from a few friends and friends of friends that they were doing it with their daughters. And they said that it was really great to be able to have some language to talk to their kids about. Um, that was something that I've heard a lot of moms really struggle with. Like, I want to talk to my kids about this, but I don't even know, like, what words to use to talk to them about some of this stuff or how to get started. And they said it was great to be able to have something to reference and to kind of work through some of that with their daughter to kind of help them understand while they're learning too. Right. And, you know, I was just thinking, Tiffany, that... I think it's so important for us to educate our kids about mental illness, mm-hmm. even if we haven't seen any struggles in that area with our kids. Because from my experience, our kids are going to grow up and encounter mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. battle mental illness, and they are not going to be prepared mm-hmm. to know how to respond. There will be a college roommate. There will be a coworker. There Mm -hmm. will be possibly a boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, Mm -hmm. So we want to really prepare our kids um, with a book like yours. And I'm, I'm just so glad that you contacted me to tell me about it. And I know that my listeners are going to want to get a copy of it. Where is the best place for them to purchase it. It is on Amazon. Uh, if you just search The Cursed Brain, it will pop up. Um, I also have a website, www.thecursedbrain.com, that has some additional information about me, and I put book recommendations and podcast recommendations on there. Um, if they want to check that out, it has a little more information about my book at the bottom. That's excellent. And are you on social media where my listeners could contact you, connect with you, and maybe even ask you some questions. Sure. I am also on Facebook and Instagram. They're both same, the cursed brain. Okay. Very- <laughs> that makes it easy. That makes it easy. And I'm going to, of course, put the links to your website 
and the book on Amazon and your social media in the show notes. But Tiffany, this has really been a pleasure for me. And I thank you so much. You are living out the scripture that says that we comfort others with the comfort that he has given us in our trials. And I just so appreciate what you are sharing with people. Thank you. To learn more about Reading Eggs and Tiffany's book, visit the show notes at homeschoolsanity.com slash mental health. Have a happy homeschool week. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I hope something you heard was encouraging. If you have a personal question to follow up, don't hesitate to message me. I'm at Homeschool Sanity on social media. Be sure to check my free resource page at homeschoolsanity.com resource and find Sanity Saving Curriculum at fundalearnbooks.com. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.